Welcome to Married by Design. This week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at resolutions in the Christian life. What are the things that God wants you to change in your life? What are you doing to move in that direction to change? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to this week's episode of Married by Design. We're in between series on our podcast. Next week, we'll be starting a new series entitled Spiritual Depression. So many people struggle with discouragement and depression in their life, and we're going to be looking specifically at the ways that our faith can impact our attitudes and our countenance. The Bible has so much to say about depression from a spiritual perspective. We look forward to starting that series next week. In between our series, we've decided to take a little bit of time to look at some issues that we feel are important to address. This week, we're going to look at the area of resolutions. It's a brand new year next week. Have you decided to make any New Year's resolutions? I'm amazed how often I ask people that question, and and they look at me with an indifference or with glazed eyes. New Year's resolutions are passé, and most people don't even think about them, let alone follow through. But we want to help you to begin to think about resolutions, whether it's a resolution for the new year or maybe something that God puts on your heart during the year. We want to encourage you to think in terms of your own growth as an individual and as a Christian. We want to challenge you to think about being resolved and committed to make changes in your life. We're suggesting that making resolutions and commitments is part of the Christian life. We live in a culture and a time where people so infrequently make commitments to anything. People seem to just float along through life, experiencing things day by day without any specific plan or strategy to grow or improve as individuals. And that culture and that attitude has invaded the Christian worldview. So this week, we want to look at the biblical basis for resolutions. Okay, it may not be a New Year's resolution, but I think that there is some scriptural support for the idea that there are times at which we need to resolve to act, to make a commitment to change areas of our life. This is a podcast that's primarily focused on marriage. This idea of resolutions is not specifically related only to married couples, but we want to encourage you to see as a couple how you can encourage each other, give input on the areas of resolutions, and provide accountability that's needed to really follow through. While this idea of resolutions is something that should be practiced by all people, you really have a great resource in your spouse to be able to follow through and practice the things that you will commit to. So in Romans 12 too, Paul talks about being transformed in our Christian life. He writes there, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect, being transformed, being changed in this life, in the here and now. You can also look in 2 Corinthians 3.18. That says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is a spirit. Here again, you see the idea of being transformed, that we are being changed. Paul talks about that in Romans chapters 6 to 8 under the idea of sanctification. That is, the Christian should be being changed and becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. But how does that happen? How is it that we are changed in our character? 
How is it that we become more and more like Jesus Christ? Well, Paul mentions it in part in 2 Corinthians 3.18. He says it comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. There is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer to encourage, to prompt, to convict, to direct the believer to change. It's not something that we generate in our own effort and with our own strength. It's not something where we think about the changes that we want to make in our lives and do them. Rather, it's a work of the Holy Spirit in us as He directs us into the ways and areas that He wants to change. That's important. We can't forget that it's a work of God. God wants to change us, and He wants to work in us so that we live lives that are more increasingly for His glory and more effective in the kingdom of God. But we also want to encourage you to think about the fact that there's a part that you have in that process of change. Under the power of the Holy Spirit in His direction, we must, as Paul writes in Philippians, work out our salvation. Paul says in Philippians 2.12, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. So, Again, we see that it's God that is the one that works in us to work out our salvation. He's not referring to earning our salvation before the Lord because Christ has already done that on the cross. We never have to work in order to go to heaven. Christ has forgiven us for all our sins, and we have that guarantee through his death and resurrection. What he is saying is that we need to work out in our lives what God has done within our hearts. The faith that we have that we need to work out in every area of our life. So how's it going? Are you working out your faith in every area of your life? Is your faith becoming more and more evident to yourself and to those around you? We would suggest that this doesn't just happen by chance. It takes the work and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives for us to begin to give attention to areas of our lives that need to be changed. Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians 1.11, To this end we pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, that God would make us worthy of his calling again, and fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. That's what we're talking about, to walk in a manner worthy of his calling and to fulfill every resolve. Going back to Philippians in chapter 3, Paul says in verse 12, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Then he says in verse 14, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Do you see what Paul's saying there? He's saying that he was pressing on to achieve those things that God had called him towards. Because Jesus had made Paul his child, he pressed on to make that calling his own. He pressed on toward maturity and to somehow attain to the resurrection of the dead in his spiritual life from verse 11. Pressing on, moving forward with resolve and commitment, making the choices in our spiritual life that lead to change that God expects and wants us to experience. This decision to change is what Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul says in Ephesians 4, 17, 
Now I say this and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. Paul is challenging the Ephesians to consider how they live their lives and change things to be more like Jesus. That's why he says in verse 22 that they should put off your old self and in verse 24 to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. That's right. The put-ons and the put-offs, that in a way sounds like resolutions. Paul goes on to name specific areas that they needed to change, things that they needed to be committed to work on and practice. How do those things sound for resolutions? Stop lying, tell the truth, stop stealing, give to others, stop corrupting talk, use speech that builds up. He was calling them to be resolved to change areas of their life. What are those things that God is asking you to put on and put off? Practices or habits that you need to start or you need to stop. Let me give you a couple of examples of this in the Bible. If you look at 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10, Paul talks about this change in commitment. Paul had been writing to the Corinthians and had confronted them on some issues. As a result, they made a significant commitment to change. He writes in verse 9 about this grief that they had that led them to repentance. He again had confronted them on some things, and they made a serious commitment to change. In verse 11, he writes, For see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, but also what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. The Corinthians recognized their error and took serious and immediate action to correct it. They resolved to make changes that Paul recognized in their lives. This certainly was a work of God's Spirit in them, but it was also a commitment that they had made that Paul recognized to make changes that were necessary. And Paul was greatly encouraged by their commitment to do that. It is so important for us as believers in Jesus Christ to recognize those things that we need to change in our life and to make those changes to be resolved to do that. Let us suggest one other example to you in the life of Daniel. If you look at Daniel 1, Daniel was in a difficult situation under a godless king in a foreign land. In the midst of that, he decided he was not going to defile himself with the king's food that was offered to him. In verse 8 of chapter 1, it says, But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Resolved. That's what we're suggesting. Daniel found himself in a situation where he had to make a firm commitment to not do something. Well, what about you? Are there things that the Spirit of God has been laying on your heart that you need to resolve to do or to not do, to put on or put off? Maybe you've been thinking about these things for some time, but have not made a commitment to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of you. We want to suggest some areas that you might consider making resolutions. We often talk about New Year's resolutions because it's a brand new year and people typically have an attitude of being open to change as the new year starts. That's fine if that helps you. But it really seems like this idea of making resolutions and new commitments to change is something that really should be happening all through the year, not just on January 1st. God brings to mind areas in which He wants us to put on or off things to make a commitment and resolve to change things in our life, to become more like Jesus and to be more effective in the kingdom of God. 
So in the remaining part of this episode, we just want to suggest some areas that you might want to consider resolutions in. The first is your spiritual life. We often float along as Christians, not really thinking about the things that God wants us to start and work on. Maybe you'll be resolved this year to read through the Bible in a year. It takes about 10 minutes a day to listen to it on an app like YouVersion. Maybe a resolution would be to begin to study a topic of the Bible that you've been struggling with, such as fear, lust, or anger. Sometimes what we need is a commitment to really study an area to begin to live it out in our own minds and hearts. And what about memorizing scripture? That could be something that really renews your mind and helps you to think differently, or make a commitment to prayer as a couple. Committing to pray for issues or people in your life that you are asking God to work on and change. Okay, here it is. What about your physical health? I'm not sure that the best commitment for the new year is to have a perfect body. That's a little bit of idolatry. But Paul writes in 1 Timothy 4.8, he says, For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So Paul put a priority on the spiritual life and the need to discipline yourself, but he doesn't discount the fact that bodily discipline has some value. That's right. There is a benefit to being in shape. We tend to ignore it or put it off because it's so hard, but we also have to realize that having the resolve to be in better shape does have some benefits. We can find a commitment to be healthier gives more energy and more mental focus. Don't you want to have the energy and the strength to be able to do the things that you want to do, to be a more effective husband and father or grandparents, to be able to be involved in ministry to others? It's unfortunate that we could be in a place where we have so little energy or that we're physically incapacitated so that we're not able to have an impact on others. I wonder how often people allow themselves to get in a place physically where they're not able to minister to others in the second part of their life. But having a commitment to regular cardiovascular exercise and weight training could give you the energy and the strength that you need in order to be effective. So our challenge for you is to think about your commitment this coming year to exercise and eating better. Certainly you need to check with your doctor to determine a safe plan of action. What about making a commitment in the area of your relationships? What are the things that you need to press on in your relationship with your spouse? How do you need to change your communication with them or love your spouse more in practical ways? What are the ways that you need to serve them or take care of them? What commitments do you need to make to cultivate that love relationship? What about commitments to your children, whether they're younger or adults? Commitments to time and energy to invest in those relationships. What about a resolution to develop a closer connection with a few other couples? Joe and I had this commitment for last year, and we've seen our relationships with a few couples really grow. Most couples we talk to feel disconnected. Maybe it's time for you to make a commitment to focus on a few couples that you can really grow close to. Well, it's just a sample of areas. There are so many areas that you could look at and consider how God wants you to press on, to change and to lay hold of that for which you were laid hold of in Christ Jesus. God wants us to excel in every area of our life, to be more like Jesus in the type of work that we do. What resolutions should you make in your professional life? What training or skills do you need to develop? 
What tasks or responsibilities do you need to take on to become the very best in your work responsibilities? You may also consider how to use your time, your finances and commitments that you need to make financially, the spiritual gifts that you have and ministry that God is calling you to. What mental resolutions do you need to make in the area of learning and expanding your thinking? That may include books to read and also things to not expose yourself to, including television and movies that are not appropriate. Well, we hope that we've given you some encouragement and suggestions for things to think about in this new year. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss this as a couple and come up with a few resolutions that God would want you to begin to work on this new year. If you're single, it may involve finding another close friend to discuss these things with and evaluate your life. Well, let me pray. Father, I just pray for each of us as we look toward this new year and the years to come that we would be sensitive to your spirit and your word to know those changes that you want to make in our lives. Those things that you would want us to put on and start or put off and stop. Lord, I pray that we would be like Daniel, that we would be resolved in areas of our life and that you would be honored in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast this week. We encourage you to click on the link of this episode and share this podcast with your friends right now. We really do want to encourage couples in their faith. Help us to get the word out about this podcast. We also would ask you to rate the podcast. This gives more visibility to our podcast with ratings that we have. Now, you can reach us by email at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you with suggestions about our podcast, areas that we should cover, and also your questions related to biblical counseling. Well, next week on our podcast, we're going to begin our series on spiritual depression. How is it that we can rise up above the despair and confusion of the time to live a life of victory in the Christian faith? That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. Mm -hmm.